0: So there I am, surrounded by a village of pre-warp civilization people. Suddenly, they're worshiping me as a god. So all I did is what anybody would do: Get gave naked. them a set of commandments. Oh no, gave them a set of commandments and skedaddled yeah. What were your commandments? How, how many commandments? Because no. because I, I tried to do the classic ten, but it turns out like five of them are just about our great god is. So um, I went without and actually. And the, our, the last
1: you know, two are very similar. Thou shalt not yeah. covet covet thy neighbour's wife or stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and there's God, like one, ris- respect the mother and the father, and it's like that wasn't. So what? The West children are in hell, are they? That doesn't do well with me. Uh, so yeah, it's a don't kill, don't steal, and then I, I kind of ran out of steam, so I just went don't don't be a cunt, um, no double denim, um, and then just I I said probably you know don't 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 bother with um, dairy or eggs just like a thing like that, that that was it
1: so when will we when uh, will we uh, check in on these guys
0: again oh no they're all dead Podcasts. a frontier these are the voyages of the podcast Captain Slock it's ongoing mission To explore strange new episodes, to seek out new jokes and new references, to split infinitives that no one has split before. Captain Slog, Stardate (laughs) 50... Keeping that in, these are the continued voyages. Last week, Eddie was 50. And my colleague. Oh Jesus! Okay, Captain Slog Starlight Fifty One. Mm-hmm. These are the continued voyages of me, Eddie Edwards, and my colleague and friend Mister Mark Bench as we trek our way through all of Star Trek. Uh, Mark, Mark, do you want to continue your rant about Christmas cards? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I hate. I, I. It's not. It's something I've got into on this podcast before. I hate Christmas cards. Um, yeah. yeah, I hate because them because you hate Jesus, isn't it? I hate, uh, look, if if to. you if you can think of a reason why I would hate Christmas cards, it's 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 one of the many is one of the reasons, <laughs> right? It's too fuck. It's it's fucking schmaltzy. It's 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 weirdly impersonal because it's like, yeah. oh, I got a Christmas card from Auntie Gladys, and then you realise, oh, this is one of two hundred that she felt like she had to write out of obligation. I don't, I don't want that. I don't. I'd, I like. I. I would. I would be happy if everyone just left me alone all the time. Like I. So like it, it would. It, yeah, it might not be as as fulfilling an existence, but at least it would tell me that everyone is being genuine, and and their, and <laughs> their thoughts of. I don't really want to hang out with Mark today, so I'm not going to do it. Which I respect. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I've had a
0: very complicated relationship with my mother and I no longer speak to her. But Mother's Day, right? There is, there, okay, if you have a good relationship with your mum, you probably spend, in your entire life, you probably spent maybe an hour buying Mother's Day cards, right? I have to spend, I had to, used to have to spend about an hour every Mother's Day trying to find a card that didn't sound so schmaltzy and over the top of like oh uh, the love between a mother and a child is a special love no if you can if, if anybody's listening to this who has a card company make a range of like Mother's Day cards that like mum I don't hate you enough to not give you the card that I'm obliged to give you but let's not pretend anything good has happened between us right that would be a great line of cards that filled that gap in the market I was like I have to get you a Mother's Day card but I don't actually like you enough for any of this to feel genuine and you'll read this as fake because you know we don't
1: get on Dear Mum <laughs> In some ways I appreciate the matriarchal lineage you have bestowed upon me Kind regards <laughs> dear, dear,
0: dear Mother Without you I wouldn't be here so thanks for that I guess
1: <laughs> Yours <laughs> What do you think is the most is the is the most um, formal way to end a, to end a, a letter? I don't know because I don't live in the eighteen hundreds.
0: Right, I, I do know that like, my my dad has a very good sense of humour. So I have on on one on more than one occasion I have started a Father's Day card with the with the phrase "To whom it may concern." <laughs>
1: I once got, see, I've spent a long time picking out Mother's Day cards uh, because a few years ago for Mother's Day, I decided to get my mum like the default Moon Pig card. Like the the one that is just the picture of clouds that says, your image here. And um, here's the thing, right? Moon, Moon Pig are obviously wise to this. Because they they I I don't know if they think that oh if enough people get this as a bit people will start thinking that there was a problem in their factory or whatever you really need to go out of your way to make that happen like you <laughs> like because you have to they never give you a straight on image of that it's always on a car that's like kind of slightly facing away from straight on uh, so you have to capture that image then you have to skew it in Photoshop. <laughs> um, and then you have to upscale it to a point where it looks okay and then on, only then will they be like right, this guy has clearly put in the effort this guy is clearly an arsehole the person that he's sending this to isn't going to assume that we fucked up they're, they're going they're going to know that this is on him right? Um, Don't you put that on the back of the card though, just a little bit this was not
0: a fault the person who's sending this Went to the effort to show you how little they care <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, One time uh, Just to test Because because the whole point of this is that I, I, I don't like cards uh, I don't think anyone in my family Particularly likes cards other than As a bit delivery device um, So one time on a Moonpig card I tried to I just put the entire text crawl From the start of A New Hope <laughs> In a Father's oh. Day card just to be like, does this work how much can we fit in here? <laughs> all of it. Well I knew how alright. If you really
0: want it I would have gone with like one of the bad ones, like Revenge of the Sith. War.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um A trade dispute between the feather photo- Oh Jesus Christ. So anyway, so I, I as I told you, I'd got in a text conversation with an aunt, <clears throat> basically saying that I don't, please don't send me birthday cards or Christmas cards. I ge- I genuinely don't like them. They they legitimately, for, for many reasons. Like I, I'm I am a fucking like don't don't. If you get the chance to meet me in real life, don't be. No, just don't. Don't <laughs> don't be disappointed if that doesn't um like like leaned like like lead its way into a friendship because you don't want to be friends with me. I'm terrible, right? But. <laughs> Um I don't I don't what was the topic? Oh cards. I don't like cards. I find them impersonal. Um I, there's a multitude of reasons why I don't like them. They make me heavily uncomfortable because I know that I'm never going to send you anything and I look at and I and I look at all gift giving purely transactional. Um I <laughs> because if you giving me a gift makes me feel this terrible, then surely everyone must feel that way. Um so <laughs> I, I what I finally got up the, the 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 balls as it were after years of fucking trying to subtly be like please don't send me cards to just be like look Gonny just no send me cards I, I don't like them I they they go st- and I, I I think I straight up said if you send me a card I'm not I I will put it straight in the bin like I don't I I don't get anything from it like the only thing that you will get out of it is that you have got one over on me because you managed to get one to me. But I'll just put it straight in the recycling. I I don't <laughs> care. Um, it makes me feel that uncomfortable. But she's over the last couple of years, she's been like finding really subtle ways to get cards to me without me making... Yes. with like. But in situations, like a
0: reverse pickpocket, she just yeah. comes up behind you, and slips it in the back well,
1: of your jeans. You're like, what? The fuck? Not really, because if anything, <laughs> I'd, I'd respect that. Um, <laughs> what what she does is she finds. Um, situations to give me cards in that I can't really make a scene during. Oh, right, okay. Last Christmas card that she gave me... Was that a Christmas card? I think it was a Christmas card. The last Christmas card she gave me was when we were in the waiting room uh, basically to find out if her dad was going to come out of a coma. (laughs)
0: He did. Was he? Was it actually a coma, or was he being visited by three ghosts, uh, <laughs> which I imagine to the outside observer looks like a coma? So I don't. Uh, so
1: I'm not. I'm not going to name him on the on a podcast because I I keep that. But he's 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 a great uncle. He's a he's a he's a top lad. But he's like a proper Glasgow Protestant Mason. Okay. That that so you can imagine his opinions on 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 let's say Everything. hot button topics. <laughs> Um and he's he's uh, he's he's good. Uh he's he's like everyone thought that he was a goner a few weeks ago and he's now he's up, he's awake. Um we've been told as a family that his filter uh basically what sometimes what happens after a stroke is that your filter just goes away. Um okay. to which I said, Oh, that's good uh <laughs> because <laughs> My God! If there was anything that he was famous for, it was that filter really holding back his opinions. Um, so, so yeah. So any, anyway, fuck Christmas cards. Uh, just look. If it, if it's the thought that counts, just, just give me the thought. Just send me a text message. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll I'll know oh, I that you, you were probably had to a telepathic. Hey, right, give me a telepathic Christmas card. Do you know what? Do that. Pray, pray to the pray to the deity of your choice, uh, the the one in which your opinion is definitely real, and um, and ask them to send me Christmas wishes, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure that once 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 they get back from all the Christmas wishes given to all the kids with leukemia that they themselves <laughs> have done, um, I, I look forward to receiving it oh I'm in a bit of a mood today What's... <laughs> speaking of the deity that you choose to believe in um,
0: the, for, for no real reason, uh, Star Trek uh... <laughs>
1: what was this one about? Uh, oh that was the, Wise was yeah. in this one yeah he was <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. that's my uh, that's my top note,
0: Rewise. Yeah, Ray Wise, who if you if you, you don't, you do know, he's from Twin Peaks, he's from Robocop, and he's also from the short-lived Kevin uh, Smith TV series Reaper, in which he played the devil. Uh, yes, he was very good uh, at it. Very, very good as Satan. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got, yeah, this is, I like, <laughs> the thing is, this is post-Twin Peaks that he did this, I'm pretty certain, right? Oh. So, like, Ray Wise was a big hit, I... is what I'm saying.
1: Like Yeah, I'm not if sure. If yeah, if you Oh I don't know man. I'm I'm gonna I wouldn't I wouldn't roll the dice on that one. Right, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let if if they were if case. they were like if you get this right you'll win a million pounds, but if you get it wrong we'll cut off one of your hands. I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't No, my- no, this would have been this was before Twin Peaks. Oh, so they oh, fucking lucked out. Good, because I need I'm both pretty- those hands. <laughs> No, I would I'm have said certain. before. Hold on a no. no, no. So Twin Peaks was in
0: 90, so when was this episode broadcast? 90. Uh, 89 or 90. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, admit, I'm checking. I'm checking. 89, so yeah. Just before. He did this, and then he
1: fucked off to be weird with David Lynch.
0: <laughs> in the woods. <laughs>
1: Uh, David Lynch is in that um, The Fablemans well you would have watched this you, you would have watched the Red Letter Media video about it yeah The Fablemans I'm actually really interested in that now now that um yeah now that the two people on the internet who decide what my opinion is on things have decided <laughs> <laughs> that we quite liked it <laughs> it's annoying at the moment because for the the first this used to happen
0: all the time but right now there is nothing good in the cinema but there is a good movie out but it's only out in America it hasn't been released over here yet as far as I'm aware so I can't see it and I I was under the impression that we'd stop doing that bullshit yeah
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um. yeah that's not end of the note is it
0: no yeah well, there's, let me rephrase that. There's a couple of very, very, I'm assuming, very, very good and very worthy dramas that focus on, like, the American civil rights movement. But, you know, there's a cost of living crisis in the UK. It's fucking cold, and I will feel bad about being white in the summer. OK? Right? That's... Yeah. <laughs> um... I... <sighs> yeah. I... Look, I know it's wrong, and if I'd if it had the chance, I wouldn't have chosen it. But, uh... Uh, it is Wouldn't what it you? is, and I'm sorry. What? Well, no, that's
1: not true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I've come to I've come to really accept because um, I got I I I got quite a lot of grief recently. We, sorry, James. We'll get into Star Trek in a minute. Uh, I I got quite a bit of grief recently um, from uh, people on Facebook. I think I, I don't know if I talked about this the other week, but basically I said that because of how useless it is to move around using a keyboard um, and that that takes away from the extra aiming precision that you get with a mouse on average, using a controller is exactly the fucking same um, as using a keyboard and mouse maybe not in first person shooters in literally every other game except for first person shooters using a mouse and keyboard is at best exactly the same as using a controller and i got a lot of shit about this um, mainly f- just people finding various tolerant ways to tell me that I'm a fucking idiot um, <laughs> but it really made me examine my relationship with games uh, because I I realised that I, again, uh, th- 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 this episode's going to make me sound like a real misanthrope. I do actually enjoy spending time with other people that I enjoy. I wouldn't do this otherwise, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah,
0: we're not doing this for the, the, the vast wealth it's gained us.
1: No. We're, we're up to 23 audience members, according to the back end on this. Uh, yeah, back end, I know. But I don't I don't like playing games to be challenged. I like playing games to feel like a power fantasy so if you're like yeah but the mouse and keyboard is so much better for like online competitive multiplayer I'm like I if it was up to me and god willing one day it will be there will be no online competitive multiplayer every single game will be a single player game even <laughs> FIFA even the sports games <laughs> they will all be single player they will all be story driven and they will all be good I think that might
0: ruin Magic the Gathering uh, but but I other than that, I, I know I'm with you. There's a there's a there's a there's a one of the um, difficulty options on. the is it's Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yeah. One of the difficulty options was called Tell Me a Story. Uh, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I don't. Like I like game. I, I played Hollow Knight. I I, like, I, I'm, I do. I can like and enjoy a difficult game. But you know, I I played a lot of difficult games when I was young and games were difficult because they were shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot, right. of it, a lot of this came down to
1: as well. Like, Obviously, The Last of Us has just come out, the TV show. Yeah. And everyone's absolutely losing their shit over how good the TV version of The Last of Us is, which, yeah. to me, just cements my own opinion. But if you create an interactive piece of media and everyone says it's fucking amazing and then you adapt it, essentially shot for shot, to an uninteractive (laughs) piece of media, with nothing lost except the interactive parts, and it's not only lauded as being as good, a lot of people are saying it's better, then what that means is that your interactive parts were, at worst, pointless, um, were, at best, average, and at worst, completely pointless. Just tell me that fucking story, just show me the fucking movie. You clearly made a movie. Just make show me the movie. I'm going to say
0: that, like from a story perspective, I think The Last of Us is a 10 out of 10. Like, I, I genuinely love it as a as a story. As a video game, it's a seven. It's a seven out of 10. It's a cover shooter, Solid bang four. bang zombie game. Like, it's it's that's like it's it's if you and also it has possibly the greatest case of. I was going to say it's the greatest case of ludo narrative dissonance I've ever experienced, but that's Watchdogs too. Um where everybody is like a geeky hacker who like, oh we're so fun and adorable, aren't we charming? And then ten seconds later I'm capping
1: a security guard in the back of the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, my point is, uh being white is playing life on easy mode. And yes, that is. is my preferred way to play games. So if you want to <laughs> <a> that tar- <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Right, um, so the Enterprise is going to this fucking planet. Yeah,
0: there are <laughs> anthropologists Yeah. and they're, they're, um, their reactor is going wrong. Stuff. It's ru- ruining their holographic shield. The locals see them. One of them nearly dies. They beam him up to the ship. They fix him. They give him their like memory wipe drug thing. It doesn't work. He goes back and accidentally. They 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 think Picard is God, and they try to start a religion. And then at a later point, unfortunately, when they're debating whether or not Picard is real, there is a storm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they put two and two together and get Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and Picard solves or somewhat solves this problem by abduct abducting a woman um, and showing her the planet from space. which which is is not the best way to prove you're not a god (laughs) not only that that isn't the first nor the last time that will happen Um, and in fact really this is what should truly be known as the Picard (laughs) manoeuvre because he does it to thingy from uh, first contact Oh yeah, he does it to one of the ones. Speaking... But that's because the writers of First Contact didn't watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Um, do you remember uh, the 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 like fuck planet O1? Yeah, where Wesley yeah. breaks some flowers and gets done and uh, gets put to death. Picard does that to one of them hotties. Yeah, he does. Uh, apparently, he does it at some point <laughs> in the future as well. Uh, apparently, he does this four separate times. Um, <laughs> Now this is the, the, the real Picard manoeuvre. Um so these people are they're essentially Vulcans. They have the same evolutionary uh they, they 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 evolved separately from but have evolved very similarly to Vulcans. Yeah. So they look like Vulcans and they have like Vulcan minds and things. Uh mm-hmm. so they have uh fuck it. they have like like they they've 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 gotten over like superstitious in in and, and fear and religion and, and shit like that, right? So Picard brings her up, and he said, and she's like, "You are a god. You must be a god. Look at all this." And he said, yeah. "Well, back in the day, your people used to live in caves, right?" Uh, and he says, and "She goes, yeah." And he says, "And now you live in huts." And he's like, yep. Yeah. And she goes, "Yeah." And he's, and he's like, "Well, the Enterprise is basically just a big space hut." <laughs>
0: <laughs> he doesn't he explains it. He goes, caves, huts. Walk, travel. Uh, those are the
1: three. <laughs> um, Imagine if she went. I, I live in an apartment. <laughs> We've got rent control.
0: They don't. They don't. It's also they don't live in huts. They live in like quiet, nice. Like I would say, possibly ancient Mesopotamia is where about the level of like a tech I'd put this at. Like, yeah, and, like their it, housing
1: looks kind of Mediterranean.
0: Yeah, it's like not. Shit. I mean that doubt's got Wi Fi, but they've got like a big sundial that they've got to go take measurements from every day. They've got to go up the hill, which is <laughs> weird. I don't know why you like, dig it, build the like mirror. The <laughs> D- eight
1: thousand three hundred and twelve
0: sun press. <laughs> 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 but I do love that right, there's this group of people and the the, the, the enterprise through accident, Starfleet has accidentally given these people religion. And as far as Picard... And Picard, in this episode, is willing to sacrifice his own life to stop that bullshit cold. <laughs> like, no, no, that's the worst fucking thing. You don't want any of that. Because there's a point in this where the um, like anthropologist is like, well, if they think you're a god, maybe you should beam down and give them some like commandments yeah. and guidance so that they don't end up with... like." You know an inquisition or a holy war or something like that and i've gone and all i could think at the time was like oh yeah because if your religion has clearly defined rules like for example thou shalt not kill what that means is there will never be any unpleasantness done by
1: your church yeah and <laughs> what a lot of people don't know about the origin of jesus <laughs> is that he was actually trying to do the same thing he was trying to prove that he was just a carpenter from galilee right yeah and he's and everybody he meets, he's like, Hi, Joshua Christ, Carpenter from Galilee, mention my name, you'll get half off, right? Or that power. <laughs> he had his own van. And he and he's like, Listen, I'll prove it. I will prove that I am not the son of God. I'll go and get crucified. Because that's absolutely the worst way that the Son of God could get done in. And look how that backfired on him. And then he 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 died. <laughs> And his apostles were like, actually, three days later, he came and visited us in a in a in a holiday inn, a hotel, uh, yeah. conference room. But
0: did anybody else did anybody else see this? No, no, just just us close friends of yeah. Jesus who have the most to gain from propagating a lie based on his demise. And we're the only people who saw him. No independent outside observers. No. Like Herod, if he'd appeared to Herod. Right, then I would have believed it. <laughs> Everyone's got nothing to gain. All that proves his crucifixion doesn't work. He's going to have an uprising on his hands.
1: I love that. So I so I went to Catholic school, so we had to hear a lot of this nonsense in, <laughs> at school time, right? And uh, I distinctly remember Mrs McConnell telling us about the story of, like, after he comes back. And I don't know if she was really bad at telling stories or if my imagination... Like was was kind of strange. Uh where I could only imagine things very literally, right? So and 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 also if you don't tell me a lot of the details, my brain will fill in a lot of the details on its own. But not it not consciously, it's really strange, right? So I picked so she was like, listen, so he comes back, right? know no the, the the apostles are all they're all having a meeting. Right? They're all they're all at like a hotel. <laughs>
0: They're playing Ludo.
1: Uh, they're playing Ludo, right? Which which I imagine is being like this hotel fucking conference room, right? And they're all just hanging out in there around the big table like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? We need to see... Only what? on one side of the table, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as is tradition. And tradition. And then fucking Jesus pops back, right? Uh, and, he's, and he's, knock, knock. Hello, it's Jesus. Uh, and he walks in and he's like, it's me. I'm back. How's it going? Uh, and everyone's like, hey, Jesus. Uh, except for Thomas... <laughs> Uh, henceforth known as Doubting Thomas who's like, uh, prove it, right? <laughs> which, which made me think that they're why immortal. would he do that? Like, was he was he away at the toilet when Jesus came back? <laughs> and he walked back in, and all the other apostles are like oh, this is Jesus, as if they're doing a bit, right? As if, they, <laughs> as if they've got one of the waiters to dress up like Jesus. And then Jesus is like, no, no look, it's me, I'll show you the hole in my hand. But that's all that I remember Mrs. McCorrell saying, is that sh- he showed Thomas the holes in his hands. What my imagination immediately went to was Thomas taking a hand and going, right, can we put things in this? Because <laughs> this is a bit, this is a good effect, but I'm doing... Imagine that, Ima- imagine that, like uh, like Thomas is like his... Because obviously the, the, the 13 apostles... Was it 13, was it 12? 12 apostles?
0: I think it would be 13, but... They- one doesn't get counted um, for obvious reasons. So, yeah, uh.
1: so they've, they've all probably got pretty, pretty, pretty decent upper management jobs in heaven, right? Like, like Peter's in charge of the door, um, except for Judas. Yeah, and I was, I've always he wondered, does all the Charlie work. Yeah, because God, because he, he loves an he loves an ironic he loves an ironic punishment, does he, God? He loves an ironic punishment. Sometimes he sees a kid and he's like, that kid has bones, give it cancer. Um, <laughs> So that's what you get for having bones. Yeah. So is Thomas? Is he the plumber? Is he heaven's plumber because he just he's the guy that deals with holes. He's the guy that's like willing to put his hand into holes to check to make sure they're not blocked. I. Jackie I, I... was a funny guy. Jesus. <laughs> like, like, do you think like Jank the Apostles had a big WhatsApp group? I don't, I don't think, I don't think that
0: Jesus was funny. Like, okay, so first of all, right? We have in the Bible loads of bits of Jesus like doing his patter, like telling stories. Oh, and all I'm saying is there is plenty of opportunity to put jokes into the story of the Good Samaritan, which <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna again bring up my major problem. Oh, is is only a story that shows about Jesus's preconceived conceived racism towards the Sumerian people, right? Okay, It doesn't like. Is it, is it? Oh, oh! This Samaritan was good. Even a Samaritan.
1: What? Fucking hell! Calm it down, Jesus. <laughs> Imagine they released the Bible in nineteen ninety-six, and it was called the Good N Word. <laughs> they use that word. Why can't I? Yeah, exactly. I'm a brother. I'm a brother to all men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why in the Bible the, the Good Samaritan is described as he was walking down the road. He had a boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> looked life. like he just looked like he just done one over on a convenience store. It's <laughs> <Sort of> horrible. <laughs> Magic I wonder if the racism that the Ju- the, the Judeans <laughs> had against the Samaritans is basically the same racism that white New Yorkers had against people from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> See, I imagine
0: that the people... trainers are really they, clean,
1: they must be stolen.
0: <laughs> See, I think it's more like uh, modern-day Britain than Eastern Europe, when it's like, they, they look very similar. So you got to just make up things to be racist about. <laughs> I, oh, look at them coming over here, taking all the jobs, lazy bastards. Well, it's one or the other, mate.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they think this Picard guy is God.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, are you... you and, know- I, can I say you, yeah. they, they think he's God and they want to. They've got Troy, who's done one of those plastic surgery things they do every now and then. Um, and they want to put her to death to appease Picard. For, I can't remember exactly why. But, right, if you believe that, fine. Why is the best way of killing Troy using a bow and arrow, a ranged weapon, from like 10 feet away rather than just stabbing her? Uh.
1: <laughs> Because you can blame it on the arrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, if Picard didn't want me to do this, he'd stop the arrow. Yeah, which I presume he could do. Like he didn't—he uh, didn't, he didn't you know, do it to
1: himself. He took—he took, right took to... that arrow. <laughs> yeah, right. And his big old damaged heart. <laughs> right. Okay. And it's so
0: much. Is he trying to prove that he's not a god? That he even then like has a sling on, like later on, even though as we know from Federation Technology that is fine now yeah <laughs> he's just playing a part he's like oh look a-. and also when, when she touches him pulls out like the leader of the village touches his wound that shows that he's bleeding they're really fortunate that they have the same colour blood because <laughs> otherwise
1: they would have got to watch that yeah because yeah, that's bizarre because <laughs> if they were Vulcan-esque they should have green blood right yeah
0: mm. Mm. yeah it's, it's a good, I love this episode. I genuinely love it. And I think it says a lot about the jumping quality, that we're like, what, four episodes into season three? And yeah. this is already, for me, a personal favourite episode. I, I love this episode. Like,
1: this episode is... um, I, I had a, a little bit of a look at, it, at its legacy, but I kind of already knew this. In fact, I knew it when the episode started, and I turned to Laura and went, I've seen this one. Um, yeah, yeah is that this one is is kind of it's like really highly regarded It's regarded as one of the best tng episodes because it's it's like the question in it is so pure and so straight down the line um yeah. it's it's proper star trek it's it, the the series the, the whole entire episode might as well just be that is it Isaac Asimov who said that any any innovation that we don't understand may as well be magic. Is that-
0: yeah, I've literally in I've got that exact quote in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um one like one thing I love, one thing I absolutely love about this is um so um when they beam her up, one of the first things that she sees that completely blows her mind is the, the automatic doors. Um and I I do you, do you, I think that's a reference to something that's very, very cool, which is that automatic doors are in Star Trek um, but they didn't exist at the time the technology to make automatic doors was invented after the original series aired so that's like the only bit of Star Trek tech we've actually got in real life (laughs) so that's why I think they're like oh make a big deal with the doors we could have got warp core yeah somebody like had a monkey's poor wish for a bit of Star Trek tech and that's what they got (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I, I love this. It's. It is my question. What would you have done? You got. Not, you've accidentally given these people a religion. What? What is your
1: your approach? Um, I thought about this because inevitably, at some point, I will be worshipped. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. If I was a Starfleet captain, I guess you do. Like someone, someone, although someone did raise an interesting point, uh, which is that it's it's weird that there's no reverse prime directive, is it? Like if if Starfleet finds a thing that's way beyond their understanding that can help them, they're absolutely going to fucking use it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the number
0: of times they run into a godlike being and they just, instead of going, like, "Oh, that's well above our pay grade," we're going
1: to fuck off. Yeah, they get all up in this shit. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have that. I would have. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, man. Um, What I was thinking about this is, I would have just left.
0: Yeah? Because, like, yeah, no, the the people in that village are going to believe that there are gods. Right? But you get like three generations away, and it's a bit, well, your grandpa said he saw it. It's like, no, no, I don't believe it. And you'll be fine. I think. Rather oh, than man. leaving a village where it's like, where there is now a village on that planet where they tell the story forever of that because again, were visited by someone from space.
1: <laughs> Christianity started with twelve guys.
0: Yeah, I know, but these guys have already done religion and then like knocked it on their head. So when they go to the rest of the world, they're going to be like,
1: <sighs> yeah. But then, does it does religion like hit back harder when it hits? Because like we are, we are. I think, in my own opinion, I think we're due another big old, like I can't remember what I was watching, but but there was something that I was watching uh, where they said that people didn't realise it at the time, but the 20th and the 21st century we now refer to as the second dark ages, um, <laughs> and I have a feeling that that's going to come back. I think religion is going to come back in a big bad way um, once we're all fucking starving. <laughs> uh, and 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 don't have anywhere to live and the the rich will need like culture war just won't work anymore so they'll need something else so they'll just go back to the old the old favourite uh tell us what God wants us to do. Um and I I, th- I think we'll believe it. But and I think the second time round it, it'll be even like it'll be what it'll be worse. I think I think we're headed for a Gilead. Yeah, I now, I'm now, afraid... whether people believe it or not, or just people are just too afraid to question the status quo, I don't yeah. know. But I think, I think, I think, I think, I think a religious, I think a religious comeback tour is much worse <laughs> than what it does the first time.
0: Is that, no, I'll, I'll give you that in modern side, but in uh, specifically, these guys don't have like tech and communications. They're still on like the, the their infrastructure is still. Yeah. I'm going to ride a horse over to that village. Then it just becomes, oh, that fucking village is mental. They, yeah. <laughs> especially when they're like proto-Vulcans who've gone, yeah, they believe in the old shit that we don't believe in anymore because we know that's not true. It's like, oh, who calls it? Because, yeah, when there's a thunderstorm, it's like, oh, the Picard has caused the thunderstorm. And I go to another village
1: and go, actually, we know that's the result of barometric pressure, right? <laughs> and then he, he takes the leader um, to the Enterprise for his special move. Um, yeah. and he kind of says to her like, "Your species will develop warp travel. They'll develop all this. Like, they, like they eventually will have it." So is sending her back down with that belief, not similar to just having him think that he's a having a think that he's a god. Now it's aspirational, isn't it? It's about how to improve yourself. If if somebody arrived on Earth
0: now. And just said, like, arrived on earth, just appeared, spoke to, like, on TV and just went, just a heads up to let you know, faster than light travel is possible Bye, peace out and left. Right, I think as a society, we'd pretty much focus on that goal. <laughs> like that. I don't know, man, because um, I made Laura... Because I want to get as far
1: away as possible from other people. Uh... <laughs> I made I watch Pacific Rim the other day. Um, <laughs> right. And... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I I forgot that there's a, there's a at the very beginning of the montage that explains how the world got to how it is uh basically the the first kaiju it wasn't even the first kaiju it was like the fourth or fifth kaiju showed up and that's when the world were like I, we should probably put aside our differences and <laughs> and I get that like like I I, like I don't think the promise of what travel being like even if we demonstrably see it with our own eyes that it is possible that's that's not enough man like like it'll need to be like warp travel will need to um we'll need to de- we'll need to develop warp travel to kill something else
0: well no no here's the thing if you could demonstrably prove that warp travel exists the way corporations work is that all of the corporations will want to be the first people to make it so they can monopolize it failing to understand that making us part of an international like of a intergalactic space culture utterly undermines their position as
1: like, holding any power. Do you think it's because... really... <laughs> Do you think it's going to really upset the rest of the aliens, right? When, obviously, the Star Trek vision for the United Federation of Planets is that we went through World War Three and then we became one Earth and then we decided to dictate to these alien races that have been doing <laughs> this shit for centuries like how it's going to go, right? Um, in yeah. reality... What would happen is, as soon as we developed warp travel, um, like like we like, if if there was a Star Trek show that was about what humanity will realistically be like after it has warp travel, every second episode would be um, the one with the Irish diaspora, <laughs> because every single fucking group, the fucking Amish, the fucking the Mormons. The fucking, yeah. what, uh, the fucking the fucking the Chinese ones the, the the ones who are either harvesting organs or getting their organs harvested I'm not really sure I don't really yeah the, well, uh, the Urga
0: Muslims yeah yeah. That no was, not them not uh,
1: them Not, not the, oh. the, the, the Falun Gong or something where it's like equal they're almost like the BBC um of, of people because people on the left are telling you that they're bad for this reason and people on the right are telling you they're bad for this reason um <laughs> We'll cut this out when I'm famous. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but they'll, but they'll all be like, Do you know what? Fuck it. We're all being oppressed, so we're going to fuck off to some other planet, right? The Amish, they'll go off and find some yeah. planet that just makes that just continues to let them to think that they're better than us, cunts. Um, and yeah. uh, and then the aliens will be like, oh, here we have a class M planet. It's called um, it's called new 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 Netherlands. Uh, let's land and, and, and see the welcome that we get from the humans. The humans who we've met on Earth were pretty friendly. They all seemed to be pretty with it. They were all they were all on board for progress and then they land and it's just a planet full of the fucking Amish. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to think? How's that going to reflect on us? I
0: don't want I don't think the, the human race will ever come together as one and nah. unite and go out into space. Too many Amish. But, but... <laughs> But I don't need I don't I don't need everybody To get on board With the idea I just need like A ship that's big enough For me and all my mates So I can fuck off uh, <laughs> I don't I just want to I just want to fuck off And hang around With space people It'd be cool uh, i that, See yeah. fucking Wondrous and incredible things It's like Then you want to go back to Earth Very much pull, What I think he's known As pulling a Star Lord which is like, yeah. let's we could return to Earth. I I, don't, I have no interest. <laughs> I I
1: I really want to see some like inter intergalactic pubs. Is basically oh. what I'm here for. Just yeah. Just what are pubs, what are though. pubs like in space? And do you know what? See if pubs in space were exactly like pubs on Earth. I think that would make me happier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if aliens don't have pubs and we have to bring the concept to them? And then behind the bar you got to have like a list of like what's. Toxic to have different alien races.
1: And being like, what's that? You want a shot of Sambuca? You can have one, but your Salayan friend can't. Right? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I, I like to think that I'm very inclusive of, of people's requirements and needs and wants. In that order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, I just... I I feel like if if I ran a if I ran a bar in space, uh, I feel like it would be that. I feel like it it would be like a like you'd come in like it, it would be like that fucking diner where they insult you, um, <laughs> like where they come in and I'd be like, all right, square face, what are you what are you having? And he'd be look off funny and I'd be like, no, that's like old Scottish like pub banter. That's like the guy behind the bar. You have banter with you know what I mean? That's one of the rules. Real- but then I'd also believe that's like, going to be
0: difficult to explain to the aliens what it's going. No, 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 no. In, in human society, casual racism is a form of respect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so long as we both laugh. Yeah, it's... it's, it's from what I understand, it's fine. Um, but I think I'd really go out of my way to be like right, because uh, I I I love a martini. I I think a martini is one of the greatest human inventions. I, I, it just goes down so smooth and it gets you so drunk. But I'd have to really go out of my way to create the martini for all races. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get to see that that would be a tricky thing. Also, it just occurred to me, you're fine to be racist in space. Because you're not punching down, are you? Um, they've already got the technology. They're in the position of power. It'll be the one time ever you, as a white man, would be able to just throw out casual racism and go, oh, there's no power imbalance here. This is just fun.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to go with you're not punching down because there's no gravity. You're technically just punching in all directions. <laughs> that too. Yeah, there is, no, there is no down. That's why people don't like the Borg,
0: because they're in a cube. Everyone's like, I don't know what way up this spaceship is. It's <laughs> just throwing me off. <laughs> that's, that's why it's a cube. It's the most dickish shape that they could make their ship.
1: Oh, no, 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 what way up we are. <laughs> um, this is a uh, uh, Pulaski... Got a shout oh, out. Pulaski
0: got mentioned. yeah she did. She still exists.
1: Yep. <laughs> she,
0: she, <laughs> that, that's the, the the most we can say about her. She never reappears. Like somebody should have like got her back and touched on her as like a character. Like, at like maybe in like Deep Space Nine or like anything. There should have been no nah, nothing. No nah. nothing. She, she apparently might, gets like, a,
1: a written shout out. However, that works in Voyager. <laughs> Oh right, okay. Um I one of my notes is this episode should have been called Some Other Guy Doing People's Important Jobs. And I couldn't figure out what that was in reference to and then I remembered, Oh, at the beginning there's a guy on the helm that isn't Wesley. Um and then Picard says, Oh, I'm going to transport a room one. So obviously me and Laura got excited for an O'Brien exchange. Then it's just some other guy. What's, what's O'Brien doing? <laughs> <laughs> And especially bear in
0: mind that transporter room one is canonically, as established in a, in, in a later episode, Chief O'Brien's favourite transporter room. Yeah. So we can only assume he was drunk uh, or asleep. He's in one of those two states. Um, How far away do you think the transporter room is from the bridge? Well, it's instantaneous. You work in the transporter room. The <laughs> transporter room's next to everywhere. Yeah, but you have to walk there,
1: <laughs> don't you? Well... I don't. Because Picard, be fair, Picard obviously. gets in a turbo lift and then goes to yeah. uh, goes to transporter. I don't. Maybe why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just yeah, you, yeah, just yeah. Picard to transporter room one. Uh, Chief O'Brien, I ain't have a word with you. Could you just beam me down to transporter room
0: <laughs> one? How lazy <laughs>
1: laziness mate. Maybe, that, maybe that's
0: it you, you can do that right yeah but, uh, but, but what you can't see underneath of Picard's wrist is he's got his Fitbit and he's got to get his steps in that's why they always have to stand up before they uh, like go on the uh, on the view screen it's like a yeah. set up like a standing desk it's just well, Starfleet has done the research and they know that this is the setup that you have to have to keep everybody looking trim yeah uh you re- a, there isn't been a,
1: a fat member of Starfleet in Scotty. Do you remember <laughs> the movie Jumper, with Hayden Christians? Yes, I, I do. Right, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember if this is a thing from the actual movie or if this is a bit that my friend and I made up after it. But if I recall correctly, so Jumper is about a guy who 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 has the ability to teleport, and to j- anywhere he's seen before. To anywhere he's seen before, yeah. or 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 if he has a picture of it, he can go there. And he's pursued by surprise, surprise, the Catholic Church. Um and because he was underage when he developed those powers so I, I, if anything they weren't even after him because he could teleport that just appealed to them and then, <laughs> and then they were like oh, oh we can't let him get away so he um, at one point he's teleporting and he goes back to his hometown and he hooks up with like his high school girlfriend and at, at one point there's some sort of joke where he can't get through a door or he finds a door difficult to use or something yeah, because he hasn't used a doorknob for fucking ages. Yeah, but then it's like... Well, you don't just, you don't just teleport everywhere. Like, <laughs> we see you in the beginning, you teleport from your house in New York to London, and then you, you go into a bar in London, and you pick up some women, and then you get in a hotel. You get in a taxi, and you go to the hotel. Like, you're obviously using doors all the time.
0: <laughs> he lets her go first. Yeah. <laughs> No, it is. It is stupid. Like
1: it. Like it's. It's kind of like having like a paraplegic character be really confused by a treadmill. <laughs> like no, just because they don't. No, they. they still understand on and speed up. He has hands. knobs are fucking invented to be hand compatible. That's why they're at the fucking height that they are. It's not hard to fucking use them.
0: Yeah. No. No. David. But equally, I. It, Equally A a paraplegic character Wouldn't I wouldn't expect them to be You know Good at using a treadmill Uh, (laughs) Look look You're not going to get Any argument from me That the movie Jumper Couldn't have been done better Right Okay It's in, In The and the only reason it's not one of Hayden Christian's worst movies is because of all of the other movies he's made.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's oh, good in things. He plays James Dean uh, in a movie where Guy Pearce plays Andy Warhol. Right, okay. And he's quite good uh, at that. Okay, yeah, I
0: can imagine that. That's, yeah. I I could I not it? I, I, I'm going to be absolutely clear. I don't think Adrian Christian is, is a is a bad actor. I think he's been very poorly directed in at least two movies <laughs> by a man who seems to have no understanding of human emotions or basic storytelling structure
1: or how uninteresting trade negotiation. I, th- oh. I mean, you, anyway. you you do say that. I, I like he he created Han Solo. Did he? or yeah. did Harrison Ford <laughs> oh, I, George, George Lucas was the guy who was like it's been about 45 minutes we should probably put a character in this that's just like oh this shit is dumb <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and, and, it's, and Han Solo is inarguably the best Star Wars character because he's the only guy that's like this is all these guys are fucking idiots man. this is weird just want to go back to my van with my dog it's we...
0: But the thing is I, I don't know so how much so I don't know how much that is the character is written and how much that is Harrison Ford because there's a story <laughs> from on the set when um uh Luke Skywalker, uh at Mark Mark Hamill, was had realised that the scene that he was in was after the scene they'd been in the trash compactor. And he was like, Oh my hair's dry. So uh I it should be wet and Harrison Ford was like It's not that sort of movie. (laughs) It's like if people are noticing that your hair is dry, we've got bigger problems. (laughs) And that's it. I do think that I was unfortunately the only person who took the took the material as seriously as it should have been taken. Which is, and this is going to really annoy Star Wars fans. Not very. Yeah. (laughs) It's a it's a great movie, and its cultural importance is incredibly significant. But it is silly.
1: Yeah. Um, right I can hear my dinner getting ready uh, who are we right who who are we promoting I know who I'm demoting right I'm going to say this fantastic
0: Troy episode absolutely Troy spot well. on, totally totally the, totally the person I would send down to the planet who am I demoting Riker can't even kidnap a fucking Starfleet
1: officer without <laughs> getting fucking seen
0: <laughs> fucking worthless I
1: my demotion is going straight to Doctor Beverly Crusher. Um <laughs> because when Riker and Troy showed up and said we need we need like genetic uh like changes to, to appear like these kind of Vulcan looking guys and she's like, Okay and then she just did the procedure from you only live twice uh when James <laughs> Bond asked to become more Japanese and they just give him a more square headline and, and little prosthetics over his eyes.
0: Oh god, I, you, I, I, I love the James Bond franchise, but every time I get reminded that that exists, I get sad. <laughs> it's so offensively
1: racist. Um... I get in a lot of YouTube holes, um, <laughs> and I remember, I watched a, a YouTube hole where someone made the made the the claim. That um, for your eyes only? No, not for you. Uh, was it on Her Majesty's Secret? It was the 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 George Lazenby one. Oh, that's on Your Majesty's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, he he made the claim for His now. But not only is that the best one, uh, it's the only good one. Right. Well, that person needs to be put to. death uh, I was like, I'm, uh, I'm in. Might... You've got my attention for <laughs> <but> twenty minutes. <laughs>
0: Right, and to, to completely overlook the work of Timothy Dalton and GoldenEye, just fuck off. Yeah, and
1: exactly.
0: Uh, also, Goldfin- Gold- sorry, also, Goldfinger is a movie that has the line, you expect me to talk? No, 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 Mr Bond, I expect you to die. And that's one of the best pieces of dialogue ever written. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, anything else to add about this, this
0: one? Um, oh, Data doesn't know what mm-mm means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has to have, like, the, the like the mumble mm-hmm mm-hmm he has to have that explained which seems weird it seems like that would have come up at some point in the 20 plus years he's been
1: activated but that has it because because the the <laughs> the universal expression of I don't want to be rude but I'm pretty bored with what you're saying is hmm oh and
0: he probably I thinks mean, that is the
1: sign of interest yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
0: That's what's been going on with data all this time. Is nobody's nobody's
1: ever breaking and broken broken down the different mmm's to him. No, I've I've uh, hit, I'll be honest. I've <laughs> had some lads in my alien pub uh, with that behind the bar <laughs> at one a.m. Hmm. And then yeah, and then you get them to carry
0: out O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Take yeah. him with you. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that was yeah. the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, really good episode, Star Trek. Watch it. It's yeah, it's good. great.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: The Captain Slog is performed by Mark O'Neill and Eddie Edwards. You can follow both of them on Twitter and Instagram. Mark's at Real Mark O'Neill, and Eddie is at EdEdwardsComedy. If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and now on YouTube at CaptainSlog. And we have a Facebook page as well. Or if you really like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CaptainSlog.